Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. CCM has been doing a um, preaching series on fire sort of on and off for the past few weeks. So I'm picking up on um, that again and it's coming from the book of Peter and basically to explain the book of Peter it is a letter um, that is written to Christians who are in exile. So they're being shunned from society, um, they're experiencing persecution and um, they're basically in exile. So I'm going to focus on a single verse but I'm actually going to read the passage around it and for the sake of time I'm just going to launch right into that. So it's um, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses three to seven and it says praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by god's power until the coming of the salvation that is that is ready to be revealed in the last time in this you greatly rejoice then now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which, per- which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. So the verse that I'm going to be looking at is that last one, so I'll just read it again. And it's talking about um, trials. So it says, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in there's an ambulance going past so I hope that just not coming to it may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed so um, this verse is talking about fire and the fire analogy is used to talk about um, trials that Christians go through which is obviously very relevant to the Christians of that time and this ver- verse can teach us three points so the first is that Um, we can have confidence that we are in exile, but that we will return home. And I will explain what that means in a minute. Um, And this can lead us to have courage to act differently to those around us. And thirdly, um, to have persevering when those actions might ultimately lead to persecution. So firstly, confidence that this isn't our home. As I said, when Peter's writing this book, he's writing to Christians who are living in exile. They're experiencing um, being shunned from society, um, intense persecution and yeah, just being exiled from their homes. And we are probably pretty blessed to live in a country where we don't really experience that sort of shunning for our um, faith and for our practices. But at the same time, the Bible does talk about um, our home being heaven, our home being somewhere else, that it's the father's house with many rooms or an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands um, and not on this earth. And that while we live in this earth and we live in this world and among its people, we still know that our home is somewhere else and we don't settle here, but we live in anticipation of returning home. And I like to kind of um, conceptualize it in the way, so I used to live abroad for eight years, but we would come back and visit each summer. And when I um, came back to visit, I didn't realize that on the buses, the stop buttons were like to stop the bus. I thought they were like emergency stop buttons. So I wouldn't press it to get off the bus. I would just like wait and hope that the bus driver would figure out that I wanted to get off this bus because I just had no clue that you were supposed to press the buttons that were coincidentally everywhere on the bus. And um, just the actions that I was taking there, it kind of shows that even though um, 
I was born here and um, like English culture is my culture too. My actions were reflecting a home that was somewhere else. They weren't reflecting actions that people would have took here. And um, uh, that's how it can feel to be a Christian sometimes, that we're in this world and it is so important to be in this world and to be a part of non-Christians' lives, to invest in their lives and do life alongside them. Um, but it does get to a point where our morals or our actions might have to part ways um, because we don't do actions that reflect um, the world. We do actions that reflect our faith in Jesus and reflect that um, heaven is our home and not ultimately this world. And in doing that, that can often be quite difficult. But our comfort is that when everything else is burnt away or when the earth fades or when things on this earth fail, our home in heaven is still there. Um, and so we can have hope that that inheritance or that promise will never fade. Um, but what does it actually mean to have confidence that earth isn't our final destination, that we have heaven as a home? And I think verses three to five are pretty clear on uh, what that means for us. And so it says, praise be to God, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. We through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be, to be revealed in the last time. So this is what we have by being uh, followers of Jesus and not in the world. Um, it's an inheritance that never fades, it's an inheritance that never perishes, it's a living hope. Um, and by knowing Jesus, we are entitled to having that for eternity. And the amazing thing is, like I said, it never perishes. Like you hear of people who have relatives that die and they inherit hundreds of thousands of pounds. And then you look back years later and that money's gone. It like earthly inheritance can fade, but our inheritance does not fade. And that can give us confidence that whatever happens on earth, that whatever we go through, um, we are not home, but we always have that home to return to. We always have that inheritance to inherit. And so that's where we can put our effort and put our hope and not put our hope in things of the world. It's a confidence that God knows, that God plans and that he directs our lives to a better place and to a better future in heaven. But because we know where we're headed and we know what's in store because of that promise, the fire that can represent life or trials around us, um, we can become, we can be in that fire, but it can't make us perish, it can't harm us. So that can actually reveal a courage to act differently, to act for the kingdom instead. That leads me on to the second point that the Bible doesn't say when things are hard to just give up, join in with everyone else, do what you want to do. Um, instead, it says that you will go through the fire, but your faith will not perish. So go through the fire and act for God instead of conforming to what might be the easiest way to act in our lives. Um, and when I think about courage, I often think about my little brother. When he was younger, he used to really, really annoy me because instead of just um, speaking normally, he would like speaking sounds and he really, really loved the TV show Pingu. So he was speaking like Pingu sounds, which for people who don't know what Pingu is, they're penguins who speak gibberish on TV. So he would like open the door to people and they'd be like, oh, hi, is your mum here? And he would just like speak gibberish at them and they'd be like, oh, okay. And it used to embarrass me so much. And I would like sit him down and be like, Dan, like, can't you just speak properly? Like, why, like, why are you doing this to embarrass me? And he would just say to me in the few words that he would use, he would be like, Ellie, um, I am Pingu, I don't care, like I really don't care. And I was like, oh, okay, um, that's really annoying, but all right then. And um, he just had a confidence to do what he wanted. He did not care what other people thought. 
And I think um, there's some point in our growing up that we lose that ability to just do what we want and not care what other people think. But part of what this verse is talking about is times when it might be difficult to be different from everyone else. Um, but what we have to remember is that instead, as verse five says, we are protected and our faith is shielded by God's power. And that can enable us to live in a way that we are often fearful of living in. So it might be fearful of living in Jesus for a while that might mock us for it or um, might just be passive about it or might even persecute us for it. It might cause us to take actions that um, we put ourselves in fire or put ourselves through trials but ultimately that actually reveals what lasts and that is um, our faith and that is our inheritance in Jesus and I think that can give us knowing that can give us a courage to act differently and um, thinking about how we can do that I think is really really relevant in a time like this with the coronavirus thing that's going on um, I find it so easy to get bogged down and I do get bogged down about it being stressed out and worried and scared and nervous about the future um, when I sit back and think about it and think about this, um, I realise that because I know where my home is and I know where I'm going, that um, I have a hope and I don't need to worry about the current situation. And I think we can act differently to the worry and the stress and the fear that's going on. And even in history, Christians have been known to be the light in situations like this in plagues or in biblical times when um, baby girls were left outside because they weren't the babies that were wanted the Christians would go around and pick them up and take them in doing the thing that like people other people didn't do so I think we can um, in a time like this um, knowing and having courage that whatever happens around us won't impact our faith we can take that to be um, a little less selfish or not give in to fear and stockpile everything and take away from everyone or to just be that bit kinder to vulnerable people um and we can use this time to be to just have a reminder that our hope is not in anything of this world it's not in this pandemic that's happening but that our hope is in jesus and it just goes against the grain of what everyone else is doing and shows that god is bigger than a world pandemic and whatever opposition or stress or worry that comes up against us because of these actions we take we don't have to back down because we know that whatever fire or trials um, is put in our way, our faith and that promise of eternity and that promise that God is bigger than the current situation will not fail. And it gives us the courage to change culture and to act differently. And I just think it's such a freedom to know that that inheritance and that security that Jesus gives us is so secure that there's nothing that can take it away. There's nothing that can make it fail. And so that's like on the one hand an encouragement for us that we can uh, when we mess up that we always have a second chance that our inheritance will not be taken away for, from us because we mess up but it's also an encouragement something that can give us courage to know that we can do all these things for Jesus that our mind might tell us is too awkward or too Christian or not the right moment or too different from, from what everyone else is doing um, because we know that our faith withstands any opposition and is secure through Jesus. So that leads me on to the final bit and that's perseverance in times when these actions might lead to persecution so my dad used to love making like bonfires we go camping a lot and he would always try and make the biggest bonfire and we want to cook anything and everything on it so we'd be eating like like soggy morrison's sandwiches or something and he'd be like oh this is not good enough let's put it on the fire let's cook it and it would just get like absolutely burnt and he would still be sitting there like trying to eat it and we'd be like dad it's burnt like there's nothing you can do and then you do try it again and again and you just, he just wouldn't get it that fire just absolutely like obliterates most things that are in its path 
And I think that's why Peter uses this analogy that um, fire that refines gold, um, then that gold perishes, but we go through fire with our faith and our faith doesn't perish. And that is how powerful and strong and secure our faith is. And so I think um, trials or other people's trials can show just how far that faith survives. Um, as I said before, most of our sort of daily lives in um, the UK where we're pretty free to kind of express our faith and things like that um, doesn't really reflect sort of the persecutions that other people go through in different countries. Um, but when we look at those stories and think about how far their faith takes them, even to the point of death, I think that can be an example of how far our faith can take us, even in our day-to-day -day lives. So I know a story of when I was living in Qatar, a Muslim country of an Iman, which is essentially a Muslim equivalent of a priest who somehow came in contact with a Christian, um, started reading the Bible and realized that Jesus was the truth and what he was teaching was not the truth. And so he realized that he couldn't go on um, like teaching something else. He realized that Jesus was the truth. Um, so he came to his family and said, I'm a Christian. And they said to him, either you leave this country and never see us again, or we get to shoot you. And this is true story of um, like what people go through in their lives for their faith. But um, in Philippians, Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. So when we're alive, we're trying to live for Christ, but that faith can take us up until the point of death. And when we die, we, we get to go to heaven, we get that inheritance, but it means that whilst we're living on this earth, we know that our faith is durable to take us through things that might even be as, as strong or as threatening as death. So if, if when hearing these other stories that, um, about people going through fire or trials and things like that, if, if that can show how strong our faith is, then faith is, then it makes me think to myself, like, what am I doing when I'm too scared to talk to people about Jesus? What am I doing when I'm too um, scared about what other people think about me? When I know that my faith can keep me safe, safe even to that point of death, even to that point of threat and persecution. Um, so just summing it up that, when we have confidence of where our home is in heaven and where that inheritance through Jesus will lead us, that can give us courage to stand out and bring the kingdom, which might be against what the world says, especially in times like this. And it might lead to persecution, but the knowledge that our faith survives, even death, gives us the opportunity to persevere and to live for God and to bring his kingdom in whatever we face. In whatever we face.